Welcome to the Getting to Clarity podcast, the place where busy women leaders discover how to create more success in their leadership journey with less sacrifice in their life. Here's your host, Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity. Hey, hello and welcome. I am Debbie Peterson of Getting to Clarity, and this is another episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast. And my special guest today, friend and colleague, Anne Bonnie, uh, is here to share with you her version of success and how it is that she got to where she is today. And let me just give you a little bit of information about Anne so you can get to know her before uh, she comes on. Anne Bonnie is a fun, energetic, international motivational keynote speaker, influence igniter. And I can attest to all of this. She has more energy than the Energizer Bunny. She is an authority on change management. As a matter of fact, you could even say that she gets into the discomfort of managing change. Um, she is a two-time author. She is the podcast host of Ignite Your Influence. And uh, she is an experienced in-person, virtual, and hybrid workshop facilitator as well. So after 20 years in highly successful corporate and nonprofit leadership positions, Anne now uses her experience, her education, and her expertise to ignite your ability to influence others by harnessing emotional intelligence, courageously communicating, and effectively dealing with change. All of those topics that were like, yeah, I know about it, but I'm not sure I want to go there. And we'll get you to go there. Guaranteed. So Anne, welcome to the Getting the Clarity podcast. And thank you so much for being here today. Thanks. It's great to be here, Debbie. <laughs> so let me start where I always start. I just love having my guests share a bit about themselves. And will you share some about what is it that has happened along the way to get you to where you are currently? Yeah, I've had a long and wild winding road every once in a while. My parents are like, why don't you just stay in a job? <laughs> um, I started out as a special needs teacher, did that for a while. Then I was an animal trainer. I trained seals and sea lions at the aquarium in Boston and birds of prey down in Arizona. And then I decided I needed a big kid job. So I worked for Under Armour and grew there for about eight and a half, nine years, then went to a group exercise company out of New Zealand and ran their whole instructor training program, then worked in New York City um, on what I thought was going to be the job. You know, you got the big Manhattan apartment and the corner office and the Amex and you're, you know, elbowing, rubbing the elbows with the CEO. And I was miserable. So I quit that and moved into my parents' basement and started uh, speaking. And, you know, you say what got you to where you are today. I think all of that has contributed to my success as an entrepreneur, as a speaker, um, and as somebody who helps people get more comfortable with discomfort. Absolutely. You know, everything that we have done throughout our lives has led us to where we are today. And I know that, you know, you and I have taken a deep dive into that philosophy this year, going to the basement, exploring <laughs> within the basement, all the leftovers that have been, um, you know, packed away in the spidey webs from our childhood. And I call them the uh, potholes from our journey along the way. We had to go back go. and revisit those a little. <laughs> so, so let me ask you, um, you know, having that attitude about, okay, you know, everything that, that, that I have done, everything that I've undertaken, um, has led me to where I am in this exact moment. And, and then, you know, you kind of draw that energy through and you pay it forward, um, to others. 
uh, I would love to hear from you. What is Anne Bonnie's definition? Like get out the Webster. And if you were writing it, what is your definition of success at this moment in time? You know, we were talking before the podcast and you said you were probably going to ask, what do you protect at the most? And as I thought about all of those changes that I made, um, what I was really protecting was my need to feel like I'm making a difference and feel like, like I'm, um, I'm valued, you know, and, and that I'm doing something of value. And all those career changes were made because I didn't feel like I was my most potent. So when you ask me, what does success mean to me? It means like, I feel like I'm making a difference that I feel like I'm contributing to the maximum because that's also when I'm happiest. When mm -hmm. I feel like I'm making a really positive difference, I'm using my intelligence and my experience and my opinions <laughs> and all, you know, all of the things that have come from uh, all those crazy experiences and everything before that um, to really make a difference. So I think my definition of success is being satisfied that I am truly living up to the possibilities and making a difference. Possibilities, potential, making an impact, paying it forward, yep. you know, doing something that's meaningful. Um, and, and that's more of, um, at least in my book, and I'd love your opinion on this, more of a feeling. Yep. Like there's an alignment. Yeah. And this is the hard part because there's so many social messages and cultural messages about what we should do oh. and what we should be happy with it. And that is, makes it super confusing, yeah. you know, and it's, yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. It's so hard to kind of move all that crap out of the way and say, okay, what am I feeling? You know, right. because when I was in New York city, I had six finger, finger, six finger, income, <laughs> six, finger. six fingers. Income. Um, no, the six figure income, you know, yeah. it was the job I thought I always wanted. Right. And I hated it. I hated yes. it. I was miserable. And again, right. when I think back to why that is, it's because I didn't feel like I could make a difference there. It was this big, massive corporation. And it was just like, shut up, honey, pay, you know, collect your paycheck, do your job, whatever. Like me. And I was like, that's not how I roll. And so I left all of that, you know, important title behind and the money and all this. I moved into my parents' basement. I think I made $2,500 the next year. <laughs> like oh my goodness. $2,500. And needless to say, my savings account ran out. Yeah. Um, Talk about putting was, you front and center with your stuff, right? Yeah, right. But I was happy. Yeah. But I felt good. I felt like I was doing good things. I felt completely different than when I was in New York. So you're absolutely right. It's a feeling. And sometimes it you is. just kind of have to drown out all the noise and say, all right, <laughs> honestly, what am I feeling? And trusting that is scary. Oh my goodness. You know, so it's interesting because my theme for this week, I pick a theme every week is, is about the unconscious and about trusting yourself. Mm. Um, and, and you know, that ability to tap into your gut. And, and we say that, you know, emotions don't have a place in the workplace, but you know, what I would say, I'd push back on that. Yeah, they do because you have to pay attention to how you feel because same thing. And I, and I've got a question. My mind is going in so many different directions. <laughs> um, I got a question for you because, you know, I had a job like that, making great money, great benefits, you know, traveling, you know, like private jets, the whole bit. Ooh, and I was freaking miserable. Yeah. I was miserable. But the thing was, I was, what is wrong with me is what mm -hmm. I was thinking that yep. I should be happy. Like people are like, oh my God, you've got such a great job and you are so lucky. And inside I'm like, oh my God, I hate it. I don't feel lucky. Is and it's like, it? well, what's wrong with me? 
it took me a while to figure out that, okay, peace out. I need to be out of here. Mm-hmm. How long did it take you in that particular role for you to say, okay, this is not a fit and, and I need to do something about it. Was there a span of time? Yeah, there was about six months where I felt myself like not wanting to get out of bed, disengaging from the job before I finally started saying, well, there's something wrong here. Yeah. You know, as I said, is this yeah. the rest of my career? And am is this I okay? all there is? Is this all there is? Is this how I'm going to feel for the next 25 years of my career? Like, that's a long time and no. And so it was that time that I started looking around and saying, what else can I do? What are my options here? I was ready to join the Peace Corps. I tell you, I was like, I'll go barefoot. I don't care. I don't need all these shoes. Um, so there was like six months before I started investigating and then another six months before I made a move. And I thought it was going to be a lot longer than that. Mm-hmm. But the, I enrolled in the John Maxwell team. And that kind of gave me the confidence to leave it all behind. I was like, Psh, I'm good. See ya. Um, so yeah, it was about a year isn't, though before I yeah, took action Isn't on that it. interesting? Okay. Yeah. You were a little quicker on the uptake than I was. I, I was well and truly miserable, like hit the wall, uh, just forced to figure out there's got, I don't recognize myself anymore. So there's, there's gotta be another way (laughs) and you need to figure it out. Yeah. And as somebody who's embraced discomfort my whole life, (laughs) deciding that I'm not happy and moving on is the easy part for me, actually. Okay. All right. It, for me, that was not easy at all. So, but, but paying attention to the feelings and it's interesting. What you said is that, you know, your physiology and the words and everything just lights up when you talk about meaning and doing something that has meaning and, and, you know, in my words, paying it back, paying it forward, whatever Mm -hmm. it, it, people get caught up in the role that they have, but not the experience of the role. And I was just on the, on a call with a client and she's trying to figure out her next chapter. And, and that's, that was one of the buzzwords for her. I need to do something meaningful because that's a value. It is an intrinsic value of how you want to experience the work that you do, how you want to feel mm-hmm. um, while you're performing the role, what's important to you, what motivates you, what lights you up, what pulls you forward. I mean, it's so important to be clear on those values. And so, you know, for you, and it's tied to a feeling. Yeah. And so, no, it's not, let's melt down on the conference room floor but let's pay attention. What lifts you up? What sucks you down? Right. And and that's the difference. Okay. There's no place for negative emotional outbursts in the workplace, but there is a place for talking about our emotions, like not to be like talking about it all the time, but it's important to be able to say, Hey, you said something yesterday that frustrated me. And I wanted to talk about it to make sure I understood where you were, because if I don't address that situation, it's going to create negativity of toxic work environment. Mm -hmm. It's going to create resentment. We're not going to be able to work together. If we work through that discomfort, have that conversation about something that made me feel a certain way in a calm conversational way, we're going to be able to build our trust and respect so much more right? And I'm able to say, I'm not happy in this role. Maybe there's another position in this company that will be better suited for me. And that opens a dialogue. Right. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And and learning, and learning how to have, yeah. yeah. Learning how to have that conversation is really important to be able to do it well. Yes. Especially if there's a little bit of conflict with it. Yeah. Yeah. And 
that makes it even more important to address when there's conflict there. Because again, that creates that resentment. I mean, this is why I'm divorced twice because I learned this all too late. (laughs) It's important to have those conversations because then you're holding it in. Otherwise you're holding it in. It's affecting you, it's stressing you out. Yeah. You become a salty, resentful pain in the butt and you think it's the job, but it's Mm -hmm. actually you not dealing with what's going on around you. Right, addressing the discomfort. Yep addressing the discomfort. So let me ask you, um, what is it that you protect? I mean, you're a busy woman. You got a lot of stuff going on. Um, and, and I'd love for you to, to also share what it is that you do have going on, because I know that you have created a lot of resources for women to be able to really tap into that discomfort to help them get to the other side of it. But what is it that, you know, as you build this business, as you're so busy and you're out there doing what you're doing, what do you protect? What is it that you protect that it's kind of like, okay, this has got to be in place for me because it's, it's such a part of who I am. Part of it from a selfish standpoint is my time and how I'm spending that time. Um, Right now, I mean, last year was super, super busy, which I'm eternally grateful for because a lot of people with the pandemic and everything are not as busy as they like to be. So right. I was super busy in 2022, 21. <laughs> I went into the future and, and I was really 22. busy next year. <laughs> in 2021, I was super busy, but a lot of it wasn't that stuff where I felt like I was truly making a difference, right? So mm-hmm. now I've gotten to a point in my business six years in that I can start saying, okay, I don't have to say yes to every job. Now I really want to hone in on this stuff where I feel like I'm really connecting with the audience with my message. So I've been doing a lot of contract stuff with other people's content. And next year I'm really pulling back on that to protect the time I'm spending and not just spending it, but investing it not only in my feel good, but in other people's um, feel good. It's not busyness. It's business. Right. Yes. You're focusing on that and making a choice that's aligned with you and what it is that you want to do. So, you know, you see it and it's kind of like, okay, this is where my energy is. This is what I want to focus on. And that's what I'm protecting. And it's interesting because not all of that do I get paid for. Um, Mm -hmm. I am on the board of a nonprofit organization. And one of my friends that I met through that organization is a woman in Kenya who created a sewing and graphic design school for the girls in the Kabira slum in Nairobi, which is one of the largest slums in the world. And she basically the girls nine or 12, I think per program, sewing and graphic design get to come for free. It's a six month program. They learn how to do that skill. And then they have a skill, a job skill that they can use to get a job or create a business and lift themselves out of poverty. Incredibly empowering. So every year I import bags made by the girls in the sewing program to sell. It takes an incredible amount of time once a year to inventory all this, get it listed on Etsy, ship it all out. But it feels so good because not only do people get these gorgeous bags, But I know these girls are so empowered by not only the program, but by knowing that those bags are getting sold in the United States, like it's a big deal for them and a big confidence booster that moves them forward. And so I'm willing to spend all this time for free to make this thing happen because it feels so good. And I know the impact is significant on those lives. And it's meaningful. So there's, you know, there's meaning in your business. 
you know, focusing on what's aligned with you and, you know, what it is that, that you want to do your, in your business, but there's also meaning outside of the business. And, but the thing is that, you know, that's, that's it because we have a professional life. We have a personal life, but we're one person. Yeah. So a lot of times to, to kind of get going on that track and, and doing something meaningful, you might start outside and then bring it, you know, into your work yeah. or it's in your work and you need to expand it to the outside. So I love that you do that. And I want to be notified when the bags come in, like you said, bags. And I was like, huh, what? You're here. <laughs> I'll send you the link. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. And um, yeah, I would love the link for that. And we'll include it in the show notes as well, because, hey, you know, this podcast is for busy women leaders and, you know, they may need a bag to schlep their stuff. And And they're also great. Who doesn't want a bag? Yeah. Who doesn't want a bag? And they're also great gift bags. And it's got (laughs) such a great story, yada, yada. So yeah. There we go. Oh, awesome. Awesome. (laughs) So let me ask you, what are some of the big lessons that you've learned along the way? You know, what has been revealed to you, eliminated throughout this journey of yours? Um, one of one of the lessons, and this goes back to listening to our feelings, which mm-hmm. again is hard because they mm-hmm. whisper and like everything else is so loud, right? Yeah. If it doesn't feel right, it's not. Yeah. And don't wait for something to become comfortable to take the step towards it when you know that it's right. Mm. Like leaving New York City, and it's so funny, leaving New York City in my U-Haul the weekend that I moved and quit my job and like moved to Northern Michigan to my parents' basement to ask people if they wanted super salad with their dinner uh, while I was creating my business. Literally, my there was a death in the family a couple of days before I was supposed to move. So my dad wasn't able to come help me move. No big deal, do it myself. Um, and as I'm leaving New York City, like I got stuck in traffic for literally two hours going about 10 miles. And then I got pulled over because I, in my U-Haul, I wasn't supposed to be driving on that road at that time or I don't know, it's New York City. Um, and so it felt like everything was pulling me back. And it felt so uncomfortable to continue moving forward with this move because it felt like New York was like, no, stay, you need to stay here. And I was like, no, I gotta go. Um, And it's don't wait for it to be comfortable. Don't wait for it to be easy, right? You sacrifice that comfort to move yourself towards what's gonna light you up and scare the crap out of you. Like it's never gonna be comfortable. So just, yeah, just do it. Say yes and figure it out. Yes, and figure it out. That's the thing, Debbie. We grossly underestimate our ability to, to figure, figure things it out, out right? Yes. We worry about all yes. the things that are going to go wrong, but you forget how many times you figured it out when stuff went wrong. Yeah. You, you know, and, and the thing is that when you're willing to do that, you will be presented with opportunities to be able to do that. So, you know, who is it that you need to be mm-hmm. to show up at this level? And, and when you decide, then, you know, the universe conspires. Because I know last year, a couple of times, it was, hey, we would like you to come and do this. And my first instinct is, I've never done this before. I didn't say it out loud. I said, yes. I've never done this before. Oh, and, and you're going to have to go first. Oh, crap. I can't even watch anybody do it. You know, but you do, you figure it out. And it, it ties into, and I'd love your input on this. You know, my definition of leadership is is not the title. It is not the office. It is not being part of the executive team. You know, if you have um, 
ever gone through some sort of tragedy that you've lost someone or, um, you know, whether death or divorce or leading a nonprofit or taking on a project or being a job, getting your family together for Thanksgiving, all <laughs> of that is leadership, you know? And, and I think as women, we underestimate what it is that we really have that allows us to show up as leaders that we underestimate that. And I would love your opinion on that, your take yeah. on that. I love John Maxwell's definition of leadership. It's influence. Yeah, That's all it is, right? It's the ability to work through other people to get things done. And if you can influence people, whether you're the janitor or the CEO, it doesn't matter. You're a leader. Mm -hmm. And so often we do underestimate as women, our ability to influence people and to be able to, you know, get people on board with, you know, and I don't mean in a manipulative way. Yes, it's, you know, counts for that too, but in a positive way, getting people on board mm -hmm. with what we're moving forward on. Mm -hmm. And that's all leadership is. And, and it's, it's funny, it's easy for us to do that for people and uh, things outside of us. But yet it's a little uncomfortable. Let's say there's some <laughs> discomfort mm. in doing that for ourselves. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and the cool thing is the more you do it, the better you get at it. It's still uncomfortable, Yeah. but you are able to call back on all the times that you figured it out, all the times that you made it work, you mm -hmm. know, and the more you're able to call back on those times. And, and that's a recommendation I always have for people is if you're having trouble with confidence, Remember all the times that you nailed it. Remember all the times you figured it out. Remember all the times that you made it work because there's a majillion of them just in the last two years. <laughs> you know? I mean, it, how resilient you have been. We forget. We, the problem is we know too much, right? We know all the times it didn't go well, all the times we said the wrong thing, that we screwed it up, that we didn't get the job, whatever, whatever. But we forget to also count all the amazing things that we've done. So count those. <laughs> and, and, it leads me to this. You've got a pretty box that you put your amazing things in. You've got a blessing. You do. Yeah, let's see. My tiger box. There. Hold on, I just rolled over my sweater. <laughs> I got it right here. All right, so tell me about that box because I think that that's really important and it's a strategy that another woman could use. Yeah, this is called my tiger box. So I have a special connection with tigers. That's just my own thing. Um, my mom actually- Hold it next to your head. Cause like, you know, there's a little similarity there. <laughs> oh yeah, right. It's the hair. <laughs> and I really like water. But um, so my mom actually painted this mm. and- um, Beautiful. She, yeah, she's a fantastic artist. Unfortunately, she had a stroke about two months ago. And this was one of the last pieces of art that she finished prior to the stroke. Uh, impacting her right side and she's a right-handed artist. So hopefully she'll get back to this, but I, it feels very special to have this. But the whole point of the box is it's blessing the fruits. Um, again, so often we think about all the things that went wrong, all the things we didn't do right. And we forget to think about all the things that have gone well. So what I do is when I you know, get a great gig or when something really great happens in the world and there's just a little celebration to be had, you can hear it. I'll put it in on a little piece of paper and put it in the box. And I have to open it carefully because it's kind of full. And like, I won Which is 60, a good thing. I won $60 at bingo not long ago. Put <laughs> that in there, right? And so I have a little celebration of this amazing thing that's happened. Um, you know, sometimes it's finding a quarter on the sidewalk, but you're like, quarter! Woo! Yeah. 
So yeah, so this just reminds me to bless the fruits to say, hey, you know, that went really, really well. And a couple of times when things have not been going really well, I open it up and say, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Look what, look what I've created. Look what, yeah. Look what came. Instead of saying this isn't going right, or this wasn't enough, or that's not the way I wanted it to show up. And yeah. 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 Blessing them instead. And so, you know, like that gratitude thread, if you're in a place where you don't want to be, where do you want to be instead? And Mm -hmm. you know, what is it, how can you reframe your thinking through gratitude to get your, to get yourself there? So I love the tiger box. Yeah. Let me ask you if there is an area of life outside of what you do professionally that you've got it going on, like you're, you're in sync. I'm, you know, what would that be? What other area of life in addition to your business? Is it that you really have it going on? That's a tough one. I literally just went through a breakup. So my love life's a little bit down right now. (laughs) My I'm starting a new health journey because I let the pandemic pack on a couple of pounds. Um, As we all did. Yeah, right. So I'm working on leaving that behind uh, with the COVID, hopefully. Um, Trust. Mm, Capital T trust. Capital T trust that I'm doing the right things and I'm headed in the right direction. And that's such a weird thing to say. Uh, Mm -hmm. But as we talked about getting in touch with my emotions and starting to listen to what I need. Validating you. Yeah. Validating me and validating the actions I'm taking. You know, I'm not waiting around for stuff to happen and I'm not, it's not hard. And right now I just trust that I'm headed in the right direction, which is a totally new feel. It's like a contentment that we're good. Okay. And that's so weird to say, because I used to be like a your boat's not there. You swim out to it and you swim as hard as you can. And I'm like, literally in this place right now, like this morning, I was like, I'll get up at six and I'll do my meditation and I'll do my journal. And then I'll go to the gym and I'll come back. I'll be back by eight. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I did my meditation. I did my journal. I went back to sleep for an hour and a half. <laughs> and I, I was like, eh, it's cold out. The sun's not up yet. It's not that big a deal. Let's go back to sleep. And then I went to the gym, came back, did breakfast, was ready by 10. And it was all fine, right? So that's such a weird, like woo-woo thing. That's totally not me to say. And it's this general satisfaction and trust that, yeah, things aren't completely lined up and we're headed in that direction. But they're lining up. They're lining up. The, and the trust is that they're lining up. And I so yeah. get you yeah. Um, because I'm on the same journey too. that mm-hmm. capital T trust. Cause it's like, okay, I'm not as far as I want to be, you know, this didn't happen the way I wanted it to. And it's kind of like, okay, we got to make this happen and it's hustle and it's grind and it's, you know, it's power through it. It's suck it up. It's, you know, and that's just a recipe for disaster. Right. I mean, if that's not an invitation to go to the basement, I don't know what is <laughs> because it's like, you know, Making more potholes. <laughs> making more potholes. And, and you know, it, it's just that you are where you're meant to be. That life has conspired to happen for you. Yep. You know, not to you. Yep. That you're not a victim of it. That you are a victor. And trusting that you're in the right place. And yep. that's a big, big mental shift. Yeah. So I and love that, that you're- I love, I love it too. And that there's a time for hustle. And yeah. this for me right now is a time to just- relax and chill. Like there's going to be more hustle in 2022. And right now, like it's winter here in Michigan. We had a snowstorm yesterday. I 
ate soup and watched the holiday. Oh, I, I did too. Oh my I God, I was too. bawling. <laughs> when, the, when the kids and the dad and the girlfriend and Cameron Diaz were all laying there. Yeah. Oh, I was like, oh, <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, yeah. So it's weird to say that because, you know, you usually look at the slices of your life that are going well and blah, blah, blah. Which one do I want to improve? And I'm just generally like, we're good. So again, paying attention to that internal wisdom to say, Hey, this is your time to be, Yep. you know, you will have time to hustle and you've already spoken it. I mean, you know, 2022 is going to be busy. You already put that out there. So (laughs) I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all the messages are coming in, you know, all my entrepreneur friends who are like, you got to hustle. You got to always be working. You got to work harder than the last guy. And then all the diet culture stuff is coming in the diet and you should go on a diet. And I'm like, I got this. I'm good. I got my path. Good. I'm making the right moves. All right. And you're tuned in with yourself. You're aligned with yourself. And that's what feels really good. And And, I can see it written all over your face. Yeah. Right. And finally being strategic about what I want me and my life to look like, you know, because. And making the changes that reflect that. Right. The relationship, the business that you take on, you know, having that vision, even if you don't have the whole vision, but this is okay. This is what I can see right now. This is what I want for myself and making decisions around that, you know, and, and I would even go back on what it is that you said, well, you know, I don't know my, my love life right now. I just had a breakup. I mean, what's in front of you is all opportunity. I mean, you have positioned yourself that it is it, it's not just open doors. It's like in those houses where that the whole wall opens up to the outside. <laughs> like that's what you're standing in front. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's an opportunity and a lot has changed right now for me. You know, I moved, I broke up, I'm, you know, kind of reorganizing my business. And so it's a, an opportunity for me to be very strategic. So the first 48 years, I just kind of went with whatever happened and was just like, oh, an opportunity. Whoa, let's go. But I didn't always look at, is this the right move for me? And yeah. so now I'm being very intentional about what that looks like so that I can architecture, architect, I can construct what I want going forward. Yeah. Yeah. And know what to look for in those opportunities and what to look for as a red flag to say, "Mm, this is probably not what you want. Yeah. And, and so who is the person that we need to be in order to create, manifest, operate what it is that we want to put out. And so you are shedding, you know, the shoulds and a whole lot of other things that don't resonate with that version. Yeah. And that's I'm trying anyway, Boy, shedding the shoulds is the hardest thing. Holy crap. It's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. I know I'm with you there, sister. Oh I really my gosh. am. I should all over myself. I know I do too. <laughs> I do too. I'm working on it. I'm recovering. Yeah. I'm a recovering shoulder. And, <laughs> and I know that there is so much that you do to empower women to really get to the other side of that discomfort. And I would love for you to share what it is that you do, how my listeners can find you, connect with you, just give them what they need to know. 
Yeah. So my main job is I'm a keynote speaker. Uh, I get on the stage and I'm creating a brand new keynote in 2020 about mental toughness. You know, it's all about all that discomfort stuff. So that's the main thing I do. I walk in and I inspire audiences and I energize and I make them laugh and, and we have a great time. And then you walk away with some nuggets you can use. I'm also a podcaster right now. The podcast is called ignite your influence. That's as of December, 2021, but as of January 22, we're going to be dancing in the discomfort zone Debbie. Ooh. So we are rebranding the podcast to Dancing in the Discomfort Zone. We've got about 170 episodes in the can um, over the last three years. So uh, we're just moving, continuing to move forward with that. I got two books called Get Over It and Get Them Over It um, to help people manage uh, the discomfort of change. Uh, Let's see, what else do I do? I sell bags for this amazing woman in Kenya who's empowering young women in the slums. Uh, yeah, and, and I also lead expeditions to Malawi to build high schools. There's a shortage of public high schools. So if kids pass the eighth grade exam, they don't have enough money to go to school um, to pay for a private school and there's not a public school within walking distance of their house, like, hey, thanks, eighth grade's enough. That's all you get. Um, so we, we work with the government to build high schools. So hopefully we'll have an expedition in 2022 uh, through the warmheartsfoundation.org. Uh, so look that up if you want to come with me to Africa. Oh, um, nice. But yeah, that's what I do, Debbie. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, thank you for everything that you do, taking your wisdom, taking your experience um, and, and paying it forward, putting that meaning into the world and helping to impact individuals, organizations, associations, um, you are just uh, brilliant with your influence and igniting influence in others as well. So I can't thank you enough for being with me here today. And for all of the listeners out there, I hope you enjoyed this time with Anne and all of the links will be in the show notes. And until the next time, here is wishing you all the clarity that you deserve. Take care and bye-bye for now. Bye everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Getting to Clarity podcast with Debbie Peterson. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and recommend it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. To learn more about how you can create more success with less sacrifice in your leadership and life, visit gettingtoclaritypodcast.com.